Welcome to the podcast series from the National Association of Directors of Christian Education. During our podcast, we focus on topics of ministry that will be a practical resource for those serving as DCEs in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. As a benefit for members of NADCE, we hope these podcasts will encourage you in your calling and equip and strengthen you in your ministry area. I'm Shelley Haynes, your host for this episode. This episode will focus on DCE cluster groups, whose purpose is to provide a time for networking, resourcing, and support for fellow workers within the area of Christian education. My conversation this time was with DCE's Teresa Coons from Austin, Texas, and Jolene Seabarth from St. Charles, Missouri. We were also blessed to be joined with some special thoughts by Corey Woltman from Nebraska. Each of these talented DCEs provides thoughts on the importance of meeting with colleagues regularly and how their particular cluster group was organized and functioned. So, grab a cup of coffee and enjoy their perspectives on this important aspect of DCE life. Hey, hey, this is Shelley Haynes. I am excited to be sitting with uh, Sharissa Coons and Jillian Seabarth. And we're going to have um, an interesting conversation about DCE clusters. Uh, we also have a special input from Corey Woltman, who is not on this call, but has um, been able to contribute in advance. Uh, hey, ladies, thanks so much for joining us on this NADCE podcast. It's great to be here, guys. So I'm Teresa Coons. I'm at Bethany Lutheran Church here in Austin, Texas, and I'm the director of Family Life Ministries. So I oversee everything kind of cradle to grave when it comes to education, um, but I really specialize in small groups and high school ministry, and we do our confirmation in high school, so uh, we do a lot of things kind of different here, so it's it's kind of great to kind of get to be a part of those different aspects here at Bethany. That is interesting. Jolene, tell us a little bit about you. Hey, this is Jolene Seabarth, and I serve as DCE at Emanuel Lutheran Church in St. Charles, Missouri. My call right now is for middle school ministry, so I work with students in grades 6 to 12. We have a school on our campus and also Lutheran High School in the area, so it's been great to get connected to so many different students uh, at both of those locations as well. That's awesome. And then uh, Corey Woltman is in uh, Nebraska, I'm, if I'm thinking about that correctly. And um, I was interested in this idea of talking about DCE clusters. Um, where I recently moved to in East Tennessee, there are actually some DCEs, and I'm excited about that. And as I start a call um, pretty soon here, which is amazing, I am looking into that idea of community um I've been a part of a non-geographical online community, uh, but your all's uh, communities meet in person, right? Yes. Okay, that's awesome. So uh, do you have a cluster that is two or three of you that meet in a small group or kind of describe what your cluster experience is? Um, Jolene, why don't you go first? Sure. So being in the, the St. Louis area, we have a lot of different DCEs and DCE types. So our group meets at different churches. Uh, we primarily have DCEs from the eastern of Missouri, but all across the state are welcome. There's also a group that meets over on the Kansas City side. So most people probably drive a half hour to an hour. I have uh, friends who are over in the southern Illinois district that come over and join us as well to be a part of our group. 
and we take turns uh, rotating where we meet and just hosting and all of those things as well. Well, that's cool. That's good. So you don't meet in one specific location. You guys get to see each other's congregations or is it like we meet at this coffee shop? So we meet at different congregations. Sometimes we've been at uh, Camp Wartburg, which is just across the river in Illinois. Oh, um, at we hosted a couple months ago, and the host provides the location, the refreshments, and then the topic of conversation. Oh. So it is fun to see so many different places and uh, meet different people that way, too. Oh, I love that. How about you, Teresa? What, tell, tell us a little bit about how it works where you are. So, I mean, almost identical to what Jolene said, um, here in Austin, we, you know, each, each, each church kind of picks a month that they're willing to host. And so they also are in charge of the topic or the study uh, for that. And uh, it's really great because every year we start, um, Paul Krentz normally does like a big, um, like lunch at his house. And so kind of kicks off the year. We take time off because we do a DCE spiritual renewal um, retreat every Jan- uh, January, February here in Texas. And so everybody comes together for that at Camp Lone Star. And this year, they're going to be at the Pines campus, the new Pines campus. Wow. Um, so that's amazing. Um, but yeah, and but our travel is, is really extensive. I mean, we have people that join us all the way from Waco. Um, so a lot of times we could be traveling anywhere from like an hour to an hour and a half wow. um, here in the Austin area. But it, what's great about it is we usually have a pretty large group. Like we, we normally have about a dozen people that show up at each one, which is just fantastic in terms of like group discussion and things like that. And it also um, we open up the group to DCE students at Concordia, Texas, that are welcome to come and attend and kind of get to know their colleagues in here and especially students that are on practicum are pretty much required to go. Like my student, I make him attend those, um, again, to build relationships and to kind yeah. of see what we do and the importance of community. Yeah, that's very interesting. The A couple things you guys noted, um, when I was in California, the Southern California DCEs always met at the California District Office, um, the Pacific Southwest District Office. But with that geographical space, it would be some people maybe driving up from San Diego and it's a couple of hours or three hours or four hours if there's traffic or coming down from above L.A. or out in, um, well, really eastern, uh, the eastern part of the state. Uh, and so I like the idea of each person hosting at their congregation for lots of reasons, not only what you're saying about being able to share and, and know your colleagues, but then it almost seems like that we get the, the ideas flowing for um, shared events. Are there shared events that you guys do at your uh, different congregations as a result of these, uh, cl- these clusters or uh, DCE meetings? So for us, um, yes, we've done some things together. Like in, in Texas, we used to do Glory Bound, which was like a big kind yeah. of peace retreat thing. We don't do that anymore. We do more seed grants for, and that's actually what it's designed for, is two to three churches coming together to do an event. Um, and then they seed the money for that. So like ourselves and Mount Olive, a couple of years ago, we went to the Burke Center for Youth, uh, which is a underprivileged and kids that have been abused um, kind of place for them to go. And so we went and worked um, there and painted their schoolhouse and things like that. So it does give us opportunities to kind of combine up and do some things. Um, back in my old, old days with Travis Hartgen, when he was a DCE <laughs> at Redeemer, like we used to do like a huge like lockout event. And I loved that experience. And so I would love to see some of that culture come back with some like 
big, like kind of more mega regional event type yeah. stuff. And I think there's a lot of willingness to that. And it's been something that we've been talking a lot about. Um, but I mean, it, it's one of those things that, you know, you still have to have some people that are willing to kind of spearhead that. And I think some of that energy is kind of coming back because I think a lot of the great thing coming out of a gathering year and things like that is that you, you did probably do some collegial things in terms of travel and other things right. and getting to know people. And so you do, you want to just capitalize on that um, into the new year. And so I think there's, there's definitely a lot of excitement about that. And we let each other know when we're having events and things like that, like there's a big concert happening at Concordia, Texas. So then they kind of send that out and we're like, Hey, join us. In fact, flame is actually going to wow. be there uh, in January. And so they're like, we would love to see your youth here. And so we get to kind of do some of that. Um, so I'm thankful for the, those opportunities. Yeah. And like you said, I love getting to see other people's spaces because like we do, we're like pretty much at our only church. So we don't get to see other people's worship centers, right. their youth rooms, anything like that. So when we actually get to do that, it does, it, it opens up your perspective to be like, oh, wow, like this is their space and this is how they use their space. And like you said, it really allows you to to get some thoughts going. Yeah, that's those uh, creative juices. Um, Jolene, for, um, for the Missouri area uh, DCEs, is it... Um, you kind of had said that each host will choose the theme and both of you seemed like you're like that. Um, Corey was sharing that her cluster is three people. So it's people that already knew each other, excuse me, from college. And so then they were able to sort of forge that um, relationship and continue that to spur each other on with your setup in the St. Louis area being as how there's so many DCEs and, and areas do you sense that group going more towards people that they already had communications with or connections with, or is it more evangelistic in the sense of like, we knew someone new came, so now we're bringing them along? How does it look there? Yeah. New people are always, uh, always contacted that we have have this going on. We have a Facebook group that we make sure people connected with. We have a lot of announcements for that as well. The district office has been a great help in letting, letting me know when there's new people in the area. So we we have a lot of word of mouth too that connects people. So we we do have a lot of new people that come into the group. Uh, we have leave. Sometimes we'll have spouses of seminary students that are here for a season and then are moving on. So, so we have a lot of ebb and flow with that. A, a core group who, who's been in this area for quite a while, so that's been a blessing as well but to keep the momentum going too. Uh, you had asked earlier too about things, and I uh, wanted to mention we do something as circuits, so not so much like all the DCEs together, mm. but uh, we're, we have a Actually, later this month, I had a meeting about it this morning, and we usually bring together 100 to 150 junior high students for a late night and six to eight churches that participate in that. So it's a great way to to bridge those gaps between churches and uh, support churches that might not have staff either doing youth ministry. That is great. Now, I I had interviewed... a woman a few months ago, also in, uh, she's at a historic church in, uh, in St. Louis. And she was sort of talking about the differences in ministry. And so this, this is not something I asked you already already ahead of time, but it just caused me to think, is there, um, 
Is there a way in which some of your events do hit smaller churches, bigger churches, um, churches that are more in the inner city versus churches that are more in the suburb to sort of um, bring that youth gathering experience in a micro level um, for either of you? But I'm kind of, um, Julian, I'm thinking more about it because of um, my conversation before. Is that happening or do you notice that it tends to be more like-minded people doing like-minded events? So as a district, we have junior high and high school events that anyone in the district is is welcome to be a part of. Uh, so we have people who, who plan that all congregations are invited. I know in the past we had scholarship help for churches that couldn't afford to send students to that. Yeah. With some of our inner city churches, um, we do have churches who connect with them, maybe walk alongside them for something like the youth gathering and, and bring them along. One of the churches had asked about if, if someone wanted to adopt them for meals. And yeah. so the nice thing is there's, there's such a community that people like to connect with each other and help out. We have a service project next month for a homeless ministry downtown that we aren't able to physically go there, but doing things in their DC is coming in to share with us what they do and how we can be a part of it so I, love that. I do see that partnership and walking alongside each other for sure i love that uh teresa how is that similar in uh the texas area i mean again i think you're you're so spread out there must be so many demographic differences between congregations how does it look for you um, for sure. And, you know, we obviously have Link Austin here, too. And so how mm. we kind of sometimes partner with them and, and do like coat drives or things like that and, and so many just different opportunities. But, you know, that's one of the things that I love about having been in like Winkle groups and community groups is because, I mean, I have served all over the United States, multiple different congregations. Mm. And so it's always interesting, like sometimes you're at a congregation that is very blessed and yeah. has lots of space and opportunities and staffing and things like that. And sometimes you might be serving a call where it's like you and the pastor, yeah. right? And like, and so it's a, just a very different element. And I have been in, and I have literally experienced both. And I have even been in a place where like, there wasn't a DC around. And I was so thankful that like the pastor Winkle allowed me to come to their yeah. like, meeting. So I had some community. Um, and so I just, I think it's always an interesting thing when you, get to be a part of that because sometimes you're in the place where you can be a blessing to another congregation. My name is Corey Woltman. I currently serve at Christ Lutheran Church in North Fork, Nebraska in the areas of youth and children's ministry. For Corey's cluster, she doesn't know that it is a district approved cluster. Her cluster includes three colleagues who get along really well and live in the same area. Two of them have been friends since college. She also attends a group of Nebraska DCEs who get together sometimes, but that is a much larger group and a little more formal. This group meets sporadically and lives within an hour or so of each other in Northeast Nebraska. They meet as needed or wanted to process things going on like pastoral vacancies, life in ministry, and life in general. The highlight of these meetings for her is knowing she has a place to go with joys, concerns, and gathering resources. Corey has been a part of a Kindle cluster and also a DCE one in Minnesota in the past. For all of these groups, Corey loves when members of the group are in similar situations as her. 
similar type of church, area, etc. But she also loves it when it's so very different. She loves the opportunity to hear from people who think so differently and were in such different locations and areas. It helped her to think outside the box and challenged her. The clusters she has been a part of are primarily for fellowship and professional support and encouragement. She noted they typically add a discipleship component, almost as an afterthought, like a, hey guys, we should start doing a devotion type of thing. Overall, she loves when clusters are practical, such as ideas for classroom management, wordsmithing a purpose statement, or sharing a new resource. She feels they're a great place to receive support. Thank you for listening to this month's podcast sample. We hope you are encouraged by it. To hear the whole podcast, members can log into the member area of our website at nadce.com. If you're not a member yet, we would ask you go to nadce.com and complete the membership application so that you can enjoy all the benefits of membership. Benefits include joining us at the Meeting Tent and Emmaus Table online community groups, receiving our quarterly publication, and receiving a discount to our conference that happens every other year. We wish you God's blessings on your day.